Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome to Without Bias. Apia, the go-to insurance for retirees. Call 135050. Get set, go. Local legends want it. A bowls green is just up the road. Search bowls club near me. Welcome to Without Bias, our weekly show of bowls here on SEN. Jordan Canellis with you this week, filling in for Sam Hargraves, but we'll still have a full show for you today. We're only nine days away from the Commonwealth Games, so we're uh, we're very excited in the build-up to that. We'll bring you a bit closer to what's happening in Birmingham in the coming weeks. Um, but plenty on the show today. In a moment, we'll have a chat to Clive Adams, who is the regional bowls manager in WA and the rinkside live commentator as well. So we'll get his views on what's happening or what's about to happen in Birmingham in a couple of, uh, about a week and a half from now, later on in the show. But Fred McConnell will be our first guest here. For Local Legends Wanted, search Bowls Club near me and brought to you by Apia, proudly supporting Bowls Australia. Fred McConnell, he's a parrot jackaroo and this is our right at home chat for the jackaroos. Thanks to Ride at Home, the official naming rights partner of the Australian Jackaroos. And Fred McConnell is with us here on Without Bias to kick us off for tonight. Uh, Fred, welcome to the show. How's things? G'day, Jordan. Real good. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to have a yarn. Congrats on your uh, on your Australian Open singles title a few weeks ago. You're in the uh, the Open Vision Impaired category. How much does the honour mean to you to win that? Uh, Jordan, I, I play bowls for fun and... When my mates at Goodgen Leagues invited me to have a game with them, I thought that's all I'd ever do. So to have the opportunity to play in the Australian Open, uh, the most prestigious event on the Australian bowls calendar, is just uh, beyond my wildest dreams. And to have had some success is just out of this world. Uh, it's an honour and a privilege I never expected. How had where, where did the journey start for you from playing bowls? So when was that time when uh, when you got invited to just play for a bit of fun? I, I think it was about 2009. Um, my mate said, why don't you come and have a game of bowls? And I said, well, because I can't see the other end. And they said, you'll be right. And um, thankfully they stuck with me through uh, the novice years when I was pretty ordinary. And uh, fortunately, I've managed to develop some sort of technique to at least be uh, able to play with them. And uh, I'll, I'll always be grateful to them. I, I didn't think I'd be uh, able to play with sighted players. Um, but that was um, that was my good mates. They looked after me. It was a hard-fought final against Helen Boardman. You won by 21 shots to five. Uh, what was your key to victory overall in the final? Uh, the Greens at Broadbeach were pretty slick. So our tactics were to just try and get one or two within a, around about a metre and you'd probably score. But um, Helen had already won the final of the pairs with Jake Feldberg that day. So I have to think uh, she thought she wouldn't be greedy and let me have a win. <laughs> and you managed to defeat uh, Jake Feldberg as well in the semi-finals, right? Jake's a great mate and we have a wonderful rivalry. Uh, Jake is the best blind bowler in Australia. So if you have a win over Jake, you know you've either played pretty well or you've had a lot of luck. In the semi-final, Jake played very well and 
I came from behind to beat him. So I think the latter, I think I had a lot of luck that day. How much of that, though, is uh, is also... So luck plays a part in it, but also form as well. How much confidence does that give you, being able to beat Jake and then go on and win the final against Helen? Um, how much confidence do you have in your form now after all that? Uh, because of the opportunities that Bowls Australia have given us uh, to practice and, and be coached by the best in the world, I've, I've done more practice and played more bowls in, the, in recent months than I ever have before. So um, I suppose that there was some confidence that I knew where my game was at coming into the into the Australian Open. But uh, you know, back to the luck thing. On any given day, you can you can play very well or very poorly, and uh, to do it over a couple of days um, is uh, what you need to do if you want to win a tournament. Where does the Australian Open title sit among uh, your other achievements in your career? Uh, we also have um, Australian Blind Bowlers Association, uh, which we call ABBA, so forgive me if I say ABBA again. Um, we have a national competition there, which is um, which brings all the states together and, and blind bowlers at uh, various levels, and it is the toughest competition to win. It's, uh, you have, you have, it's a nine-day competition uh, incorporating singles and pairs, um, and so I've had some success there too, and that was what gave me the impetus to try the Australian Open. Um, but uh, they're both great events, the ABBA National Championships and the Australian Open. If you go okay there, you're pretty happy with yourself. How many attempts have you had at the Australian Open now? I've uh, played twice in the Australian Open. In your uh, in your post victory speech, you thanked uh, the Green Director Graham Border for coming along the journey with you. Tell us about your relationship with Graham. It was uh, just before the Australian Open last year that I asked Graham to join me, and um, and, and he did, and we had a win. And subsequently, Bowls Australia offered us an opportunity to uh, trial for the Commonwealth Games which, of course, you don't turn that opportunity down. Mm. And Bowls Australia have given uh, all the, the Open squad and the Paris squad, given us all a wonderful, uh, thorough preparation for the Commonwealth Games. Uh, but it is also a big commitment for a director to come along uh, with his bowler for all those uh, events. And it was a great deal of family time and personal time that that I've demanded of Graham uh, for me to achieve my bowling ambitions. And it's, uh, I'll never be able to thank him and I don't know how to thank him. It's more than friendship. It's uh, an onerous long-term job that he's taken on and uh, I'll, I'll owe him for the rest of my life. How did you and Graham first meet? Uh, Graham moved to our town just over 10 years ago and came to have a game of bowls at our club and uh, we could see straight away he was an exceptional bowler so my mates grabbed him for our fours team. Um, subsequently, those two of our fours team have moved on and he's now stuck with me and uh, over the years I've uh, been crafty enough not to ask him whether he's okay with that in case I don't like the answer. 
Tell us about your your um, so you've got the relationship there. You said it's more than friendship. How does it how does it work when you're on the green? So what is what do you require of Graham? How does he relay the information to you? How do you guys function as a pair on the green? Well, the the obvious thing is that he can see the other end and I can't. So he he has to tell me the positioning of bowls. Uh, for example, using a clock face, he'll say that one's two metres short at five o'clock mm-hmm. and you either need to get around it or inside it. But where I'm particularly fortunate is that, that uh, Graham does much more than that. He's uh, an exceptional tactician in bowls himself. So he also tells me the right, right bowl to play, not just where the bowls are. How uh, how severe is your vision impairment? What can you see? What can't you see? Um, if, if anyone knows the Snellen scale, uh, you talk about 20-20 vision. That means that someone who's got full sight can see at 20 metres what a fully sighted person can see at 20 metres. Mm-hmm. Um, well, mine is 660 on the Snellen scale. So what that roughly means is what a fully sighted person can see at 60 metres, I would see at 6 metres. Mm-hmm. So uh, roughly 10% or, you know, it's technically blind. And you play out of uh, the Coogeon Leagues in New South Wales. How did the club uh, get around you with your Australian Open title and the support you received from New South Wales? Yeah, thanks. Coogeon Leagues is a, a rugby league club, uh, but they support other sports, and we're fortunate that they've provided a couple of bowls, greens for us. Uh, but we are a very small club, um, but we punch above our weight. Uh, for example, our women's penance team won their way right through to the state final this year. And uh, in the Division One, they played against national and international bowlers. So that was a wonderful achievement for our little club. Uh, but for me personally, they are, uh, I'm so very proud of the club, but they're very proud of me too. And I, I can't thank them enough for... Um, being so supportive and helping me on my way to play outside the club. And what's up next for you, Fred? What's that, what's next on the bowls agenda? Uh, the next event is uh, trials. There's World Championships being held in Australia uh, middle of next year, and uh, we've uh, fortunately been selected to trial uh, to try and get a run in that. And then just after that, in September, the New South Wales Blind Bowlers are having our state championships. So I'm um, looking forward to that. Fred, the best of luck with the year ahead. You've uh, you've you've made a, a career highlight for you, I'm sure, with the prestigious Australian Open singles title in the vision impaired open category. Congratulations on that. Good luck on the year ahead of you. And thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, Jordan. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for making contact. Fred McConnell, a para jackaroo with us here on Without Bias. The right care, right at home. The right at home para jackaroos. This is Bowls, uh, This is Without Bias for Bowls Australia. Local legends wanted. A Bowls Green is just up the road. Search Bowls Club near me. And for Apia, the go-to insurance for retirees. Call 13-50-50. Get, set, go. Without Bias, we continue on the other side of this with Clive Adams. This is Without Bias. Apia, the go-to insurance for retirees. Call 135050. Get set, go. Local legends wanted. A bowls green is just up the road. Search bowls club near me. Welcome back to Without Bias this evening on SEN. Jordan Canellas with you this week, filling in for Sam Hargraves. 
Uh, of course, don't forget to podcast without bias. You can go back and listen to all the previous episodes we've had with uh, with people around the world of bowls, including our Jackaroos, uh, most of which all the uh, all the ones who are over there in Birmingham right now for the Commonwealth Games. I'm sure are very excited. We're just about nine days away, a week and a half away before we get started at uh, the Commonwealth Games. Joining us now on Without Bias, of course, here for Bowls Australia, local legends wanted. Search Bowls Clubs near me and brought to you by Apia, proudly supporting Bowls Australia, is Clive Adams, who is the Regional Bowls Manager in WA and he's the Ringside Live commentator as well. He joins us here on Without Bias this evening. Clive, welcome. How's things? Yeah, going great. Thanks, Jordan. Counting down the days. Counting down the days. Can't wait for Commonwealth Games to roll around again. Excitement levels, where are they right now? Yeah, no, they're right up there. There's no doubt about it. I, I think uh, I think anyone that loves their sport loves an Olympics or loves a Commonwealth Games. And, you know, the Commonwealth Games for us, with bowls included, is just that little bit more special. And it's the, the absolute, um, uh, you know, it's the pinnacle for, for our bowls competitors to get away and compete at the Commonwealth Games. And uh, we were just having a chat off there before as well. You're a big sports fan in general, so how pumped are you for just the event of the Commonwealth Games and all the different sports? Yeah, love it all. Love it all. I'll be flicking between the channels, there's no doubt about it. But when there's bowls on, I won't be flicking anywhere. I'll be sticking with the bowls and cheering on our jackaroos. It's uh, it, it's nice when, you know, I've seen I've seen a lot of the, the preparation. I've seen, I know I know a lot of the players, and I know pretty much all of the players and, you know, a lot of their history. So it's fantastic to see that they get these opportunities and I'll be cheering them on uh, as much as anyone. Your overall assessment of the team that we're sending over or have sent over already, they've been there for a couple of, about a week or so now, I think. The Bowls team, it's stacked with talent, uh, but there has been that that one sort of hoodoo that we're yet to break with that elusive gold medal in the Northern Hemisphere. Up in England mm-hmm. now, how confident are you that Australia can get that gold medal this time around? Yeah, look, 2018 was massive um, for, for Australia, uh, in the bowls, uh, part of the Commonwealth Games, and you know, it, I guess they go over there with a little bit of pressure to try and emulate that performance. But you know, the Northern Hemisphere is a different beast. We know that, and uh, whilst the preparation has been fantastic, and you know, they've given it everything they can. So, you know, we just we just hope that we can break through. Um, the team is super talented, and quite a few players over there experiencing their first Commonwealth Games, but also a nice blend of experience in there as well. So a really talented team that, that could really, really go places here. And I uh, I do expect them to go well. We just have to temper that ex- expectation a little bit, just knowing that history says it's going to be uh, it's going to be tricky for them. How, how close have we come before in the in the Northern Hemisphere? I think Glasgow was the last time the Com Games were in the Northern Hemisphere, 2014. I think Manchester might have been... Uh, a couple of editions prior to that, earlier in the in the century, how close have yeah. we been in the past in the Northern Hemisphere? It's in Manchester, two thousand and two. That's uh, some memories coming back for that one. That was uh, it was very very wet. Is what I remember from Manchester, two thousand and two. So that made things difficult. Uh, I still remember uh, a couple of our West Aussies competing over there. Actually, Roman Dunn and Lee Paletti trying to roll their bowls through puddles and all sorts at uh, <laughs> Manchester. So hopefully the weather will be a bit kinder in Birmingham, but. Now Glasgow, we were we were in the mix. Certainly um, made made some finals, challenged for medals, but but probably just off the pace a little for the for the gold medals. So uh, preparation this time around's been extremely thorough. Uh, probably the most thorough I've seen for a team heading to the Northern Hemisphere. So uh, they'll certainly feel like they're really well placed to do well. Which um, you know, feel is a big thing. Confidence is a big thing, and. 
especially when you're going into those foreign conditions, the more you can feel at home, the more likely you are to produce the goods. So what kind of preparations have they had to go through? Because the, the speed of the greens are different over there, up in the Northern Hemisphere. What, what kind of processes have they had to go through to prepare themselves to acclimatise for Birmingham? Yeah, well, they had the wonderful, the wonderful series up there at, uh, at Club Tambourine. Um, you know, the club basically, credit to the club, you know, they basically said, yep, we'll, um, we'll change our greens completely to, to suit the Jackaroos' preparation. So we've seen them um, playing in a Trans-Tasman up there against New Zealand. I was up there to, uh, to commentate that, and it was, uh, it was a standout performance from, from the Jackaroos. However, they were playing against a New Zealand team that's also a bit foreign in those conditions. So mm. the big test is going to come against the Englands and the Scotlands, and we'll have a look at a few of those players shortly. But the big test is going to come against those teams that are so used to playing in those conditions. Um, what we saw from the Jackaroos team, uh, though, at the trans was a real positive vibe to it all. Um, and when I talk about that, that confidence... It's having that confidence to, to play the shots under pressure and it's the pressure moments where you know perhaps you can fall back into into your, your old technique or your old style and you come up a little bit short on those on those heavier grains over there. So it's working through all that to try and make it as natural as it feels to play well on the on the slower grains where yep, you've got to have uh, you've got to have that push through your delivery and make sure you're giving every ball a chance. Who are the uh, the major Australians to watch out for this time around? Who are the names that we should keep an eye on? Yeah, well, we've obviously got the defending singles champion in, in Aaron Wilson in the men's event, and absolute superstar is Aaron Wilson. So we'll uh, we'll be we'll be we'll be hoping that he can uh, do a very rare feat of uh, of back to back. And uh, and I, I reckon the the real one to watch in the I'm going to focus very much on the two singles players here, but Ellen Ryan was absolutely outstanding at the Trans-Tasman, and if she can find that sort of form, then she is also going to be very, very hard to beat in the women's field. She does face a, a, a fairly tricky little section with um, with Lucy Beer from Guernsey and, and Kelly McCarrahan in there. Um, and that, that could be, and Kelly McCarrahan from uh, Canada, I should say. Uh, tricky players to beat, good, good players. So... Uh, Ellen will need to be on, on the ball right from the start, but I, I, I think she can go very well. And the other one I'm really looking forward to seeing from an Australian point of view is Serena Bonnell. Um, really, in the in the Paris space, she's uh, really a, a, such a determined athlete. Her preparation will have been brilliant because I just know how she goes about it. Her husband, Tony, won a gold medal in 2018. So what sort of a story would it be if she could come home with gold in uh, in 2022? You mentioned a couple of names there from the opposition. The competition that we face, uh, as you said earlier, particularly those Northern Hemisphere nations, those British nations on, on home soil. Who are the teams and who are the, the opposition players that we need to be the most wary of? Yeah, certainly. Look, from a men's point of view, the Scottish team looks uh, phenomenal, really. Uh, Alex Marshall heading it up. And you know anyone that's watched the, the BPL here knows uh, how good Alex Marshall is and you know, in those in those slower conditions, uh, you talk about memories from Glasgow, and he played a couple of absolutely amazing bowls with just about an inch to draw, and drew two um, in in one of the highlight moments from the uh, Glasgow Commonwealth Games. But he 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 he's alongside Stuart Anderson, Darren Burnett, and Paul Foster, uh, that makes uh, just a a very very formidable 
uh, Scottish team for also for the Scots. Um, Caroline Brown stands out in the in the women's team, but then we look at England and we see a, a player like Nick Brett that's just one of the best in the world. In, in, interesting English team. There's a bit of a family affair going on there. Natalie Chesney and her husband Jamie Chesney both in the team, and a brother and sister combination of Sam Tolchard and Sophie Tolchard uh, for England. So. Um, yeah, interesting, interesting look. All very, very uh, qualified players. Of course, we've got Ryan Bester that is very known to Australians, very well known to Australians. He's representing Canada along with uh, Kelly that I mentioned earlier and, and John Bazier, all very, very good players. And we, we can't forget the New Zealanders, Shannon McElroy and Ali Forsyth, absolute stars of the sport and we'd expect them to go very well as well. Clive, what are your favourites, favourite Commonwealth Games memories from years gone by? Yeah, look, I was, I was, yeah, I've, I was thinking about that just last week of, of, of things that I've I've seen over the time. Look, it's hard to go past the uh, the triples performance, the para triples performance in 2018, with a last bowl thriller from from Ken Hansen to win the gold medal uh, alongside Tony Bottle and uh, and Josh Thornton. It was it was it was definitely hairs on the back of the neck uh, moment, standing up for sure and. Kelvin Kirko's win in 2006 in the singles was a, an amazing performance, and uh, I guess to do it on home soil. And then we saw Aaron Wilson do it, and when he won the singles in 2018, he had Kelvin Kirko and Rob Perella alongside the rink, the two men that had won the singles uh, previously for Australia. Um, very, very special moment to witness. And on your uh, on your home state of Western Australia, it must be a thrill for everyone to see Christina Christick in the team as well. Yes, I like to think that I'm a very balanced parochial West Aussie and uh, <laughs> very, very so proud to see Christina getting an opportunity. You know, she's pounded down the door for what seems like a decade to get a chance uh, at this uh, Jackaroos outfit and to, to be going over there and making her debut uh, in, in a Commonwealth Games um, alongside her, her wonderful friend in Ellen Ryan. They're going to be playing the pairs together. Uh, yeah, we are we are very proud in WA of of the achievements of Christina, and I just can't wait to see how she goes about it over there, and hopefully she comes home with a medal around her neck. Absolutely, Clive, you've got us all excited now for the Commonwealth Games. <laughs> Not far away now; it's just uh, just over a week away. So, thank you very much for joining us and for giving us an insight into the team and our opposition coming up in Birmingham. Thanks, Jordan. Clive Adams with us here. He's the ringside live commentator and the regional bowls manager in WA. This has been Without Bias this week. Local legends wanted. A bowls green is just up the road. Search bowls club near me. And for Apia, the go-to insurance for retirees, called 135050. Get set, go. We'll be back again next week with more on Without Bias on SEN. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.